Now, now your ideas don't have to wait. Now they have everything they need to come to life. Dell Technologies and Intel are creating technology that loves ideas, loves expanding your business, evolving your passions. We push what technology can do so great ideas can happen right now. Find out how to bring your ideas to life at Dell.com. Welcome to now. You got the power to let power go. No one man should have all that power. Welcome to the Athletics Rank and Overreact Podcast. I'm Zach Harper. That's Wazi Lambert, the cultural anthropologist of the Athletic who has his new style rankings out this week. Waz, before we jump into the power rankings and more importantly, the power ranking comments, what is the theme of the style rankings this week? Who's the, who's the, who's the one that's shining? I mean, unfortunately, it's Westbrook and James Harden in that ridiculous GQ oh, no. spread. Oh, no. Where, like, these dudes, <laughs> they really have no, like, sense of self-awareness, like, at all. Like, I think there was a, there's a way to do that shoot where you're basically spoofing yourself and you're spoofing the idea of NBA style and like, all right, we kind of take this a little bit too serious at times. So we're going to get silly and have fun with the outfits. But no, like, these dudes had a theme and they legitimately thought they were killing it. And it's patently ridiculous. (laughs) When does this work out for the basketball players that do this around this time? Never. (laughs) Never. Never. And I mentioned it in the piece. I was like, you know this this stuff is going to get memed to death when they inevitably flame out in the second round of the Western Conference playoffs. And it's going to be fun. It's going to be all over social. It's going to be fun. And I think the coolest thing, Zach, how we know these guys are basically clueless about all of this, that GQ actually has an accompanying video where they, oh, no. you know, they quiz Westbrook and, and Harden about different outfits that they worn and Westbrook about different things that have gone viral in the past. And just, you can tell by just how these dudes talk about this stuff. Like, they have no idea what they're doing. They're in it. But they're, they're so sure that they are the coolest people that have ever lived. Um, sure. and it's just kind of hilarious, man. So that was the unifying theme and you know everybody and um people were on vacation last week i wanted to try to find a way to incorporate Kawhi wearing his own jersey in cabo <laughs> 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 but tmz kind of broke it and you know i didn't want to yeah. use like tmz photos and yeah, you know like tough. watermarks on the site so i do the we same thing though that, but i wanted to I would, incorporate that I would so wear, badly yeah i would wear i would wear my jersey everywhere why not yeah. Why not? You worked that hard and you became that good at basketball? Dude, Zach, wearing that. Part, part of part of like trying to dress nice and do all of this thing all of these things is communicating to strangers that you have your life together and your stuff together. Right. Right. Um uh, in Kawhi Leonard's case, like, I'm famous, I'm rich, you all know it. I don't need yeah. to prove anything. No, he doesn't need to prove anything. And Thank on top you. of that, remember when <laughs> Quintel Woods gave his playing card to an officer who had pulled him over? Yeah. Of course. Yeah, that's that's I do that too. That's my identification. Oh, I'm on this tops playing card. Now give me an escort to my apartment. All right, the theme of the power rankings this week. Upper deck card. That's ridiculous. 
The theme of the Power Rings this week was lineups that I want to see the rest of the season from every team. Uh, I'll be honest, Waz, it's a bit of a cop-out. It's just that that's the easiest content I can come up with in a short week, uh, you know, with the All-Star break and everything. Yeah. It's it's not a whole lot to go off of, so I, I oh, went with a bit mean, of a cop-out. Oh, you mean you just went to NBA.com stats and you looked at the most underutilized lineups? and not just... Well, not necessarily the most underutilized. There were, like, three teams where we hadn't seen that lineup at all, so I get to pontificate. Oh, wow, okay. Ooh, what could this look like if we mm. do this the rest of the season, folks? Uh, but, yeah, I went and tried to find what I legitimately thought were the most interesting lineups the rest of the season. But, you know, it's a, it's it's the easiest way to do the power rankings. Hey, man, NBA took a break. The power rankings took a break. It's, exactly. That's yeah, you still got them. They're still there. You're still commenting. And if you leave a comment, maybe Waz will read it uh, on this podcast and you get to, you know, tear my work apart. So, seems like we've hit DEFCON Five or is it one? Which is the one's is the, the worst? Yeah, okay, highest so one is one. Yeah. Defcon one in Salt Lake City, uh, and Jazz fans are yeah not optimistic about it. And by the way, you and I were both really bullish on the Jazz coming into this season. Yeah, um, loved their moves in the off season, bringing in Bogdanovich, bringing in Mike Conley. Um, I thought Donovan would make a, you know, would take a nice step towards superstardom. I'm still really high on Donovan Mitchell, but this stretch has been ugly, and they've been getting their asses handed to them. And so WS writes in, it's kind of sad how bad this Jazz team is playing. There was such high expectations coming into the year. Then Jesse H says, as a very optimistic Jazz fan, last week changed my mind on this team. Jazz will end in the 5-7 to seven seed range. Ooh. How we play in the playoffs depends on matchups. Home court doesn't matter, honestly, as this team has no consistency either home or away. Just disappointing. Goodness. Yeah, the whole I'm not mad, I'm just disappointed. Yeah. That seems to be where they are right now. And, like, man, they... It wasn't even like the loss of the Rockets is whatever. Rockets are a good team. It's that they got destroyed at home by the Spurs. Yeah. That's what I was like, all right, you guys are in trouble. And then you lose again to the Suns at home. Oh. That's Rick, bad. And you're getting beat by 20 plus. That's bad. Ricky Rubio had seven steals. Uh Gobert is taking just straight up just plays where he's like, he dives to the rim. Feels like he doesn't get a proper look and then just kind of throws his hands up and recedes literally off of the court into the baseline. That dude whines so much. Like yeah. Is. Yeah. He's a he's a crybaby, literally. Um, <coughs> Damn, that was a cheap <laughs> shot. That was a cheap <laughs> shot. That was a cheap shot. I shouldn't have did that. But, yeah, it's it's looking pretty bleak over there, dude. Whatever. He can defend himself. He's a defensive man. You know? Jason C. says, <laughs> you do know that three-fifths of the Bulls roster are injured with Dunn being out the rest of the year, dot, 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 question mark. Um, are we really chalking up the Bulls' ineptitude to injuries this season? Is that really what we're doing? Particularly an injury to Chris Dunn? I'm sorry, did Chris Dunn become Isaiah Thomas overnight and I missed it? What, what are we talking about here? Also, he's not out for the year. He's out for like four weeks. Last I saw. So, yeah, I'd like to see him in the lineup when they come back because he's the only defender they have. 
And then, but see, like, like you know, there's always two sides to every coin, right? And then another Bulls fan writes in, um, and his name is Kept R, who says, I know this is based off records, etc., but you cannot tell me the Bulls are better than anyone. <laughs> well, now, Feels all so right, bad so this is the problem players. we have. Organization we have Cavs fans saying mess. this. We have Pistons fans saying this, right? Like, Pistons someone's got to be the worst, be guys. Something, though. Pistons fans might be They're real close. Though. It's, it's, They're real it's, close, woo. yeah. Yeah. It's 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 nasty over there and we're going to get into that. But yeah, I think the Bulls are just it's a mess. And we say this every week, the boiling thing is a mess. The guard packs thing is a mess. The ownership situation is a mess. It's just really bad right now. Yeah. And there's more than 4 weeks left in the season. The Pistons speaking of the Pistons, Connor G says the Pistons are close to earning the 30 spot. But they just can't get over the hump, Zach. What is it going to take? <laughs> you know what? I, I feel confident. Like It's just going to take a little bit of competency from the Warriors. Like That's all it's going to take because the Warriors are stuck in that 30 spot right now. Yeah. But you know, I, I feel like confident that once Steph's back, once Steph's back, they'll be fine. Yeah. Pist- yeah. The order will be restored. The Pistons will, you know, take back their rightful place as the worst team in the NBA this season. Oof. Um, Jake C asks a really interesting question. Are the Pacers the best worst team or are they the worst best team? Ooh, this is a good question. This is kind of uh, what I always figured was the Ben Wallace corollary. Is that what the corollary corollary? Uh, I I mean, to me, is is Ben Wallace the best good, you know, the best bad player or the worst good player? Right. right. I I think to me, I got to go with the, the worst good team because I think. The talent is actually there. Like, I actually believe in the talent level on the roster. Um, so that's why I would say they're the worst good team. It's it's not like an OKC thing where I'm just like, you guys aren't that talented a team, you know. But you're playing, you know, above your heads right now. And we got to respect it and we love it. So I'll put you in, you know, the best decent team category. Whereas in the end, I think they, they're high-end talent. Especially when you consider Oladipo and what he's capable of. You know, tops out is like, this is a good team, a good collection of talent they got. Yeah, and I just think with Indiana, like, they're just a team that's trying to figure out how to get the pieces back together, right? Like, now everyone's pretty much, oh, well, the, Jeremy Lamb just got done for the year but everyone else is pretty healthy you know Oladipo starting to get his legs back like you know Sabonis and Turner have played together a while now like TJ Warren's good in that mix like I you know Brogdon's obviously been excellent for this season when he's played um like they'll be fine they'll be fine like I would say it's either them or the Thunder as the worst best team okay Sean G says did you mean to put the Spurs at 16 and the Nets at 17? Did you mean to do that, Zach? Was that purposeful? Uh, like, I, sw- was, was, I, swapped, I swapped them at the last second. So whatever <laughs> order they're in, they were swapped at the last second. I think I missed a, a line in there that would have made sense. Yeah, I don't, you know. I <laughs> Two middling teams. Um, I think the Spurs are You're kind the, t- of it, the tough thing is after 15, trying to figure out 16 to like 22. Right, these like because none of those teams are good playoff kind of guys, but like on a night to night, are so ridiculously inconsistent. It's tough to get a grasp of. Like the the Spurs have had some of the best wins 
this season, right? Like where they beat right. quality teams. Remember when they just blew the Clippers' doors off that one game? Um, yeah. And then there's just other games where they're just getting waxed. And you just don't know what you're going to get from them on a night-to-night basis. Um, so it's tough to peg a team like that. And, of course, the Nets is the same thing, right? Like Kyrie's basically just been announced as done for the season. Um and so we're going to, you know, this is what they're going to be for the rest of the year. And we're going to get a sense of, like, who they are now that they know, like, Kyrie won't be back. Obviously, yeah. KD was never coming back this season. Um, it's tough to peg those kinds Here, of teams. Here's my question to you, was is now that KD and Kyrie are definitely both out for the entire season, right? Do they have to keep playing DeAndre Jordan? Or is that just <laughs> like a my friends on the court I get to play kind of thing? I, I, yeah, I think, I, think, I think the DeAndre thing will probably be done for the rest of the season. And, you know, he's an older guy. He doesn't need to get a crazy minute slowed. But, yeah, that's a f- hilarious thing, the DeAndre oh, thing. DeAndre oh. is like the – he's like the Contavious Caldwell Pope of this team. Except <laughs> Contavious Caldwell Pope has actually been good this year. Yeah, he's actually contributed. Like, he had a rough first month, and now he's, he's been pretty, pretty he's solid been since. Pretty DeAndre solid Jordan just, for them. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, okay. Thomas O says, put some respect on Tice's name. Hashtag war on Tice. That's just, that, that was just me adding that. Um, <laughs> uh, he's, a, he's a replacement level big man. They need more than him to be a deep threat in the playoffs. Like he's, he's, he's fine. He's fine. He's, he's not you know, bad, but he's nobody you want. He's not like Dexter Pittman on the big three era heat. You know, like it's not like he's not like a <laughs> or Eric Dampier or something like that. Right, but like, exactly. Let's not pretend that he's Ralph Sampson either. Um, <laughs> Christopher P. <laughs> Christopher P. says that, and this this is probably my favorite type of comment, <laughs> like the vaguely threatening comment. Um, Christopher P. says, "No respect for the Thunder." Dot dot dot. Keep doubting them. I put them twelve. <laughs> The threat, though, like, what's the threat here? Like, what? like I don't understand. Yeah, keep doubting them or what? And I don't understand what's what's being done there with the with the with the mildly ominous, just like undertone. Like, excuse well, me, well, sir. Well, I put them twelfth. Is that yeah. an insult? No, no, that's not. Like, like, if it six, is, I could be I could be wrong on this. I thought, six, hey, seven, this is a top twelve team is. Six and seven, best team in their conference. I don't think many people expected this coming into the year. They're a great story. Um, It's a great, yeah. You know what? It's a great story for for me personally, as somebody who gets annoyed by the sort of narrative that if you're not competing for a championship and not basically processing it up with a bunch of G leaguers and losing on purpose, you have no purpose in this league. Um, and I just patently disagree with that. I bet you OKC's fans are over the moon getting to watch a competent basketball team on a nightly basis, right? Like, you have a chance to win and be in every single game, and you get to watch excellence, man. Like, these guys are playing their ass off on a night-to-night basis. And I'm sorry, 48-win basketball is still an enjoyable team and experience yeah, to watch. absolutely. Um, even the Clippers of last year, their fans enjoy, really enjoyed watching that team scrap it out every night. Obviously, they're really happy that they have Kawhi Leonard now and Paul George and they're topping out as a championship-level type of team. But I just hate the idea that we would poo-poo, you know, competent basketball just because you're not chasing a championship and you're not putting yourself in position to draft the next Zion. Um, I just, I just love this story out of OKC this year. 
Yeah, and they're they're, they're twelfth. Like, I don't. <laughs> who who? All right, I put here's here's the first, the next three teams above them, right? Philadelphia, Utah, Miami. Like, do, honestly, do you think, think the would, Thunder are better than any of those teams? No, and I don't think you would say that talent-wise that they're in the same. I think maybe Miami, you can make the argument that they're in the same sort of ballpark talent-wise, but I don't even, I don't think so. Yeah, um, and, and I even put this in the Thunder thing. I almost moved them up another spot or two, but I just don't believe that they're better than Philadelphia in the big picture, especially if Simmons is fine with the back issue. They're not. What are we doing? Then they were close to Philly. Give me a Who break. left that comment? Uh, Christopher P. Christopher P. Like Christopher P.U. That, that shitty comment. Um, <laughs> um, Abto H says, I always think back to before 2013-14 when the Raptors were so freaking trash. Whenever we'd go on a little three-game win streak or something back then, and I'd get mad at... And they'd never be ranked higher than number 20 in any power rankings. These past seven years have been crazy fun, and watching them be among the top of the league consistently warms my heart. Don't worry, bottom dwellers. I promise you it'll get better, except for you, Nick fans. I just can't bring myself to lie Goodness. to you, folks. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> they got enough to go through right now. But I think, and you know, but I think the lesson is an apt one, right? For most franchises, this stuff turns around. I think if you're in Chicago, Detroit, um, you know, even a Charlotte, you've been in prolonged, uh, you know, yeah. sort of stretches of ineptitude and incompetence yeah. and just just so, a dreary outlook. But I think you know the the Raptors are proof. Was. Yeah, it's ownership though, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you believe Minnesota? Mike? You believe, yeah, you, you believe in Mike? You mm. believe in Glenn Taylor? Mm. Tom Gores? Mm. Reinsdorf? Mm. Like, when have the Bulls been, other than like a couple of Derrick Rose years, when have the Bulls ever mattered without Michael Jordan? They haven't. They never did. Right? It's, it, there's no, there's no proof of it. There was the baby Bulls, Tyson Chandler, Eddie Curry situation. There's, and that um, team wasn't po- even that in good. In the post, in the post. And the post D Wade Jimmy Butler stuff, and even the Jimmy Butler was messy and disastrous at the end. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 been bad. But yeah, I think I, I I like the idea of fans being hopeful that things will one day turn around and be in their favor. Though I don't accept your fate. Okay, Owen H says can't really decide whether to be happy or sad about the Kings being ranked 18th, which is super high for for us. That means Vladi will probably stick around longer now. But hey, <laughs> wins are wins. They've been good up, lately. He man. threw up the shoulder shrug, Kanye emoji. Um, yeah, they have been good. Yeah, and they were. And and that performance at Stables the other night against the Clippers was amazing to watch. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the line, the lineup they closed that game with was the lineup I went I chose to go with just because watching that game I was like, oh, all right, I'm I'm interested in this lineup. The De'Aaron Fox, Bogdanovich, Baysmore, Harrison Barnes, Harry Giles. I look, man, and I love their young guys. Like, obviously, it's easy to love De'Aaron Fox, but I think Bogey is like a really impressive player. Um, super excited to see what he does. I think they freed up some cap space during the yeah. the, the trade deadline to make sure that they can re him up this summer and restricted free agency. I'm huge on Giles. I just love his skill set and what he brings. Um, you know, I'm not as crazy about uh, um, 
why am I blanking on the the old the old guy's name? Um, oh, Harry B. No, not Harry B. The guy with the fake birth certificate. Oh, Buddy Hill. <laughs> Buddy Hill. <laughs> you know, I'm not crazy about Buddy Hill. Um, I think it's weird that he's now coming off the bench right after signing a basically, you know, a contract that pays him as one of the higher end shooting guards in the league. Um, but I just, I, I'm a fan of their young core, and I'm, I, and I'm, I think they're going to be fine going forward so long as you know development. They develop in a in in a way incrementally that that would be expected of guys of their talent and their age. Yeah, I mean, I I don't trust the leadership of this team, but you know, moving forward, and I think that you know. They struggled a lot with expectations this year for various reasons, and it's just another coaching change that they went through, and so I don't know that I feel confident that they'll give Luke Walton an extended runway here, but I like a lot of the components on that team. They're going to have to pay Bogdanovich this, this summer, though, even a restricted free agency. That dude is... Yeah, he can he's hoop. so good. All right, and our last comment, um, cause, because, Zach, there's always one. Evan W. laments, these rankings are trash. OKC just waxed Denver. What the F is Denver doing at number six? And OKC at 12? Dallas isn't in a top 10 team. Jesus Christ on the cross. Might have to cancel my subscription over this bullshit. You know what? How about this? I know I'm not supposed to say this. Jade, leave this in. Cancel it. Cancel your subscription. I'll sign somebody else up for it. I'll do a random drawing on Twitter. Cancel your subscription. I dare you. I dare you to do it. Like, over over Denver being ranked sixth, Dallas being the top ten team, and OKC being twelfth. Cancel your subscription over that. I will re up someone. Evan W, who like raised you, my boy? Like, all right, like you know, Do it. you know, cancel you don't it, like man. Zach's power rankings, but like, are you just giving up on Frank Isola, David Aldridge, Marcus Thompson? Yeah, Ethan give Strauss, up on all of them because Fred of Katz? that. You're just gonna, one week's. You just gonna give up on John Krasinski? Like, Do it. What is that? Give up on him. Unsubscribe right now. <laughs> I swear to God, do it right now. I'm gonna go give a random person on Twitter a free subscription, I, and I'm gonna pay for it. I'm going to pay for it. This isn't, oh, I have codes. or I'm going to pay a full year subscription. No discount. No nothing. <laughs> Cancel your subscription. All right, well, that's our comments for this week, Zach. Get out of here, Evan. No one man should have all that power. Gonna rain, rain. Gonna over As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. 
See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.